On today's edition of Locked On Eagles, we have a post-free agency mock draft. We have some sad news about some free agents on the Eagles that have departed. We'll get into that first, then Mock Draft Monday right here on Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, as always, joined by my co-host Gino Camilleri. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKDOWN in the game. So, Gino, we have Mock Draft Monday today after a crazy week of free agency. All the players the Eagles signed, all the players that departed. Gives us a pretty good understanding of the roster now and what the needs are moving forward for 2023 for the draft and for free agency still after that first big week. But it was pretty sad last night to see the final wave because now the only free agents left are Linval Joseph and Donican Sue and Robert Quinn because last Brett night and yesterday and Brett Kern. Brett Kern. Yeah, oh God, I never want to hear his name again. Isaac Samalu signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We saw Zach Pascals with the Arizona Cardinals and the big one that we've been waiting for. Chauncey Gardner Johnson is out signing with the Detroit Lions only on a one year prove it deal. And I look, this was this was tough. And I'm happy with the way the Eagles roster is right now, but you really did see the impact that that kind of player can have on this defense for you. I mean, you've been dying for that. And it was almost like you were the foster parent for a safety for a year. And then it got taken away from you. It was very, very unfortunate. And I said to you before the show, it's like getting a puppy for Christmas. And then just a couple months later, it's gone. That was the guy. It was the position. The results were there in all levels type of safety somebody that's not just a true box safety somebody he literally did have intermediate area free safe. i mean he did everything for you six interceptions he was out for an extended period of time as well who knows how far that number could have got but it seems that the eagles had a bucket of resources they were going to allocate to defensive backs between Marcus Epps, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Darius Slay, and James Bradbury. And it seemed that CGJ was the first guy that they offered the first yes. slice of pizza to, but he apparently didn't like that flavor of pizza. So yeah. he wanted to wait around a little bit. They sign James Bradbury, they bring back Darius Slay, and he comes back, and that pizza's gone. And he has to go f- to another there's no store more slices. And find- yeah, there's no more slices, and yeah. he just ran out of time. So, Gino, the report is initially Chauncey Gardner-Johnson got one of the first offers from the Eagles, a three-year mm-hmm. deal backloaded worth $24 million total. Chauncey turned that down. He wanted to test the market and really maximize his value. He misread the market like a lot of safeties have. Jordan Poyer kind of dealt with the same thing in Buffalo, but Chauncey's you know seven years younger and thought, mm-hmm. I'm coming off of a career year. I'm going to bank on myself and try for more. The market wasn't there, and he had to settle for that prove-it deal. So 
you know, again, it it's brutal because as you mentioned, this guy did everything for this team last year. He played in the slot. He got better as a tackler in the playoffs, thought he was their most physical player in the postseason on defense, led the league in interceptions, but it's hard to really blame either side. The Eagles made that offer. So they definitely tried And Chauncey. I understand why he would want to not settle. He's never going to have I mean, he's going to probably have some incredible years, but Gino, is he ever going to have a better season? Is he ever going to have the value that he has right now at 25 years old coming off that kind of career year where he wore so many hats? It's, you know, kind of hard to blame either side here. Especially if you look at the history that the Eagles were willing to go to that $15 million number that Marcus Williams was asking for last year. And Chauncey Gardner Johnson said, well, I'm here. You know what's in front of your face. You know what I can bring to this team. But on the other side, Howie Roseman is saying, well, outside of Jesse Bates, outside of Marcus Williams, and I believe Eric Reed last year, the money has not been there in the safety world. And he had to sign so many other free agents too, Gino. Absolutely. At positions that cost nearly double as much if you look at Darius Slay's This year than last year, because you mentioned on the show last week, when they were prepared to pay Marcus Williams, they didn't know if they were going to have a quarterback to pay. Exactly. They were going to have to figure out what was going to happen when they came to that fork in the road, but here they were, and Chauncey Gardner's Johnson's agent, I think, owes him a big apology for not figuring out what that market was prior to him saying no to the deal. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why people are saying that this one year, six and a half million dollar guaranteed deal is worse than that deal that he was offered by the Eagles. If you understand why they had to backload it, it wasn't because they were trying to finagle him and cut some sort of deal. They had to, because they have to sign all of these guys. now. Yeah. The younger players like that is who you want to backload the contracts to where you could do it again. They've done that multiple times. And you're going to get the money. Kelsey, they've done that over and over. And the confusing part is, is, that's not a bad thing for the player. Players like to restructure because you get that money up front and guaranteed. Right. So it's not like you're taking. And you could have restructured time. next off season too, Lou. If yeah. he has just as good of a year, he. I will his say agent, though, too, I think is the worst guy in this yeah. situation. In my yeah, opinion. and it was a weird tweet, but I also saw that report from James Trotter today of ESPN, and he said that the Eagles did have an opportunity to match the Detroit offer and chose not to. That's the part on the Eagle side I'm not very happy with because if you were willing to pay him that three-year deal worth, you know, eight a year on average when you, you know, remove front-loading and back-loading, why wouldn't you? I know they paid at this point now Bradbury and Slay, but I don't know, man. I mean, you're going to restructure Lane Johnson's contract anyway. You couldn't free up some money to make it work and bring him back. I really wish they could have found a way to make this work because losing that kind of player, it's tough. I know it's okay to lose safeties and linebackers versus these other positions like corner and edge rusher, but let's not now suddenly bypass the value of what CGJ brought and that it's going to be hard to replace that kind of guy. I think there's two points that you made there, and I want to start with the yeah. latter point where you can't discredit what Chauncey did. Anybody that's trying to do People that, that now, are doing that on Twitter is driving me crazy. Like when the Eagles don't lose do a that guy, well, he wasn't with this anybody. Anyway. That Stop doing nuts. that. Unless yeah. there's like like unless it's Brett Kern, who we literally didn't want to name. <laughs> I then refuse. there's a right, but Chauncey is a great player. He's young. I don't want to hear any of the nonsense with him. I just think Lou, the timing of it and Howie yeah. Roseman sticking to his guns, you to play devil's advocate to your point, Lou, you've been someone that's saying 
we can't go over that threshold that we were willing to pay. And if he, you're going to do I was that, willing to, for. I get it. No, I get it too, Lou. You know how much I love this position, yeah, but, but I get your point. Yeah. Like going back to the pizza analogy, he had slices for you. Right. And then Darius Slay was the odd man out. We thought he was gone. All of a sudden that money is freed up because Chauncey says, no, how he thinks he's gone. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't come crawling back. And, one in hand is better than two in the bush, right? Like just the grass isn't always greener. I hope the best for the Eagles because it's going to be tough to replace that type of production, not just from Chauncey, but from Marcus Epps as well. Reed Blankenship should be able to hop into that more box safety type of strong safety role. But, but they're they going to have to find a Chauncey. You know, yeah. They have I mean, to you find mentioned, somebody. You mentioned Adrian Amos, who you've always Love liked that. from the Green Bay Packers. James Johnson the third, who the Eagles have uh, – John Johnson, John excuse Johnson, me. Johnson, yep. They've always had interest in John over the last few seasons. Um, you know, there's some other guys out there. Taylor Rapp's still out there. I wouldn't mind that. And yeah. So, guys, you know, Bayard from the Titans could be on the market eventually. If, if, to get Kevin Byard, Lou. Yeah, that's a big time ad. Byard, Byard to me is the Isaac Sayamalu of the safety position, where it's like this guy yeah. just is really, really good, but yeah. nobody appreciates what he is doing there. Sayamalu, by the way, got an undervalued he contract. Does, I man. thought with the Steelers. Yeah, but I think we expected Sayamalu and even Pascal to be gone. I think they mm. wanted to upgrade the competition for Quez Watkins next year at wide receiver three. But CGJ, I, I thought, you know, it sounded like he was a priority early. He was apparently. And then as the longer it got, we thought the market was dropping and it was. We thought they mm. would make something work, but just didn't get it done. That's one of the surprising departures for sure that I'm less happy with compared to the others. So. We got to replace safeties again. We're back at square one. Gino, I feel bad for Gino the most, man. He's been pounding the table for those kind of guys since 2018. But Gino, we have a mock draft to do coming up next. So maybe we'll take a safety now. We did not take one in our last mock draft Monday. Mm -hmm. Now it's a much bigger need after losing Marcus Epps and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So we'll see what we can do coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. Guys, today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game, and it's just been so much fun to play during the year. If you think you'd make a good GM, you got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. When you play fantasy football, Ultimate Football GM is a lot different. This is more of the, you know, not just in-season, pick your lineups. This is also going through the off-season and hiring the right coaches and coordinator, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your team through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, all the ups and downs of the season as well, all in this challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, even without Wi-Fi. Play on the go as you want to, when you want to. Locked on Eagles listeners, you guys get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKEDON. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Monday edition of the show. It's time now for our second seven-round mock draft, and it's post-free agency edition, Gino. We now know all the guys that are back on offense and defense, everybody that's departed. Before we get this thing started, has your approach now changed compared to that last mock draft? At this point, it has to, right? Because you bring back two cornerbacks. We thought it would be surefire that they would pick a quarterback, and we know that they don't quote-unquote pick for need, but 
there are two positions where you might just have to draft for need at linebacker and at safety. Lou, I know 2023, you don't have a lot of picks, but next year, man, these mock drafts are going to be fun because Jimmy Kemsky, the comp pick guru of Philadelphia, continues to tweet out every time somebody is signed what picks they'll have next year. Well, listen to this, Lou. In 2024, they will yeah, have a a one, two twos, two threes, a four, five fives, and a sixth round pick, man. Yeah, next year's going to be fun, man. But For we sure. got selections now. We're going to have probably yeah. nine over the average of the next two years if you break it down between these yep. two drafts. This is a quality over quantity draft and the Eagles have nailed these types of drafts in the past. And I really think Howie Roseman knows that within these next two years, looking at what just happened with Chauncey Gardner Johnson, if you can't afford those guys coming off of their first contract because you have that quarterback, well, we got to get guys on rookie deals that are going to keep those right. contracts low. Absolutely. So Gino, the Eagles have the 10th overall pick and 30 in the first round. We also have the 62nd overall pick in the second round, have a third round pick in the nineties as well. Then there's a drop off, not a pick until the seventh round. I used the 10th overall pick last time. So you have the honor of making the 10th overall selection this time. So let's get things started. Looks like how many quarterbacks went all four, correct? Yep. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis are all off the board. So is Tyree Wilson, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. No surprises there. Peter Skoronsky, the Northwestern tackle, goes right in front of us. So looking at the board here, got Devin Witherspoon at corner, but you just re-signed Bradbury and Slay, so maybe not as obvious. Kalijah Cansey, there's a safety right there, Brian Branch from Alabama, some edge rushers, receivers. What are you thinking here? I think this is the Brian Branch pick. I think you have to go Brian Branch here. I think there are other safeties. Kalijah Cansey is on the board. I know. Yeah. We did select him last time, though, didn't we? Oh, no. No, actually, we, we went um, – Christian Gonzalez was our first pick. All right, hand isn't off the chess piece, Lou. Switch yeah. Kalijah Cansey because I think there are safeties there yeah. in that late first to second round. I think there's like a bigger those... drop-off between Cansey and Agreed. the tackles. At Agreed. 30. Like Dax Hill last year around that yeah. 30th pick is really yeah. where I'm looking to safety. I didn't take my hand off the chess piece – Folks, I thought we took Cansey last week. We're trying to not pick the same guys every right, week. So let's right. go. Kalijah Cansey, I think he's flying yeah. up draft boards. I mean, he's exactly what the Eagles need to replace in terms of Javon Hargrave. He's and perfect he right next to Jordan ML. Davis too, Gino, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I mean, look at a perfect compliment to Milton Williams, somebody who plays just like him, built a lot like him as well. Yeah, It's that Javon Hargrave type of mold. That's really what they want, Lou. That's what they went out and got in Milton Williams. Pass rushing tackle. Was, yeah. Yeah, a pass rushing tackle, somebody that's explosive with their first step, somebody that plays with a very good center of gravity, somebody that has a lot of raw power. I mean, all of these guys have that. Kalijah might be a little undersized as opposed to the rest yeah. of them, but there is that drop-off, like you said. Fletcher and the kids. It would be Fletcher Cox, Fletcher Milton Williams, Jordan Davis, and uh, Kalijah Cansey. That could be the name of their band. I, I like that four-man rotation at tackle mm -hmm. with also Tui Pelotos younger, right? Heading into his third yep. season. So he'll be your fifth guy. Maybe you bring back Sewer Joseph. I really am starting to like Cansey a lot. And I know I'm the kind of guy that's like, you know, you don't always have to take linemen in the first round, mm. but this year it makes a lot of sense. So, Gino, I think that's a great pick and it's starting to get some traction is the Eagles and Cansey. So uh, taking a look at our 30th pick now, who's available? There's some tackles and edge rushers that I like could also still go corner. 
But Gino, let's take a look at safety because I know it's an immediate need and you don't force a need, but I think the value of some of these players that are on the board right now could make sense. Um, although looking at the guys that are available, is anybody you like? Sidney Brown from Illinois, Jamie Robinson of Florida State, Jordan Battle of Alabama. I don't know. Is there a guy worth this pick though at 30? I think Sidney Brown will go. I want Antonio Johnson and, from Texas A&M, but he went two picks in front of Cincinnati. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think Sidney Brown will be maybe some team's third favorite safety in this class, right? And if you yeah. don't get the top guy in Brian Branch and your guy there, I think you could go with him. But I, I'm thinking with that second round pick as well, that's, that's prime yeah. territory to get one of those day two guys. If teams don't go safety heavy towards that 30, 31st pick, yeah, you could probably luck into one of these guys and maybe even trade up on day two to go and get one of them. And I feel like tackle, I think this year is too early to do a first round pick. I don't think Lane Johnson's retiring in the next year or two. So I don't really want to waste four or five years of rookie contract where they're kind of just your main tackle backup. So I don't know. I, there's some good edge rushers I like. I still think corners on the board. James Bradbury and Darius Slay re-signed, but the Eagles can get out of that Slay contract next year. And I could see them taking like an Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State at corner, play a N'Kobe Dean type of red-shirted role this year, and then take over next year. I think Emmanuel Forbes will also allow you to play in some sub packages because he can run. I mean, if you get four wide receivers, yeah. if you want to go man-to-man on the outside, man-to-man with Avante Maddox and Emmanuel Forbes, that kid at least will be able to cover in the deep third. He's going to have to bulk up a little bit to play in the National Football League, but that's where you take those exceptional athletes, and that's really yeah. what Emmanuel Forbes does. Cam Smith is on the board out of South Carolina if you like a little more physicality to your game. But I think yeah. Emmanuel Forbes, the way he ran, the way he looked at the combine yeah. really matches his on-field play. And, and teams love that at the corner position. Yeah. And again, I love that Bradbury and Slay is back, but I really like this class and you're going to need future boundary corners still outside of Zach McPherson. You sign Greedy Williams, but I want that long-term guy. And you know, I think Forbes is good value there at 30. So we got our defensive tackle. We got our cornerback. Didn't force that immediate need of safety, linebacker, right guard. We're on the clock here again at 62. Should we try now? Let's take a look at the board. I think you would have to look safety here or maybe Let's even safety, an edge yeah. rusher, but safety is we're in prime position. So, so Brown's those guys, still available. I mean, and this is way better value at 62. That's my pick right there. I think the Brown twins yeah. are just very good athletes in their own right. You could tell everybody the senior bowl. They were by far yes. the highest motor combined with athlete players in that level at running back with the other Brown. And all those Illinois defensive backs seem to just play with that chippiness yeah. to them. And Sidney Brown flies around on the back end. You want to talk about somebody who can do the things that maybe Reed Blankenship can't, a better athlete than Reed Blankenship. Sidney Brown is that for me. Maybe you want a bigger guy in Jamie Robinson or Jordan Battle, those guys that could be your bigger nickel type of corners. But Sidney Brown, man, like give me that free safety type of player all day. He's one of the rare ones in this class. A lot of those guys play closer into those intermediate short areas. Brown yeah. is going to be able to play in a vast number of areas for you. Absolutely. I, I like that pick, Gino. I think that's really good value in the second round. That would be the highest they've selected a safety since Man, I couldn't even tell you. Is it Jaquan Jarrett back in like 2010? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> or Nate Allen. I mean, either of those yeah. two guys in the second round, it would have to be one of them.
Man, you'd have to go pretty far back for sure. So, That's Gina, so we've sad. gone. We, I know. We got one more pick before we take a break, and then we'll round out the show with our final selections on day three. We've gone Kalijah Cansey, the defensive tackle from Pittsburgh with the 10th overall pick. At 30, we took Mississippi State corner Emmanuel Forbes. Then Sidney Brown, the safety from Illinois in the second round to replace Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Good complimentary Blankenship. Even if you take, you sign a veteran free agency, that is a good pick in the second round. Um, so looking at round three here, we could go linebacker, could go guard, could go tackle. Gino could also go wide receiver. The Eagles did not re-sign Zach Paschal. He's joining Jonathan Gannon with Arizona. And uh, that's a position you're definitely going to want to add somebody else to push Watkins. I think running back should also be in the conversation. We went tight end sure, last week Sure, that's a good well. point too. Tight I think end, yeah. adding playmakers to this offense is going to be something that Howie Roseman continues oh. to do. And you talk about just, I, I know. Tajay Spears is on the board, man. Yeah, Tajay will probably go a little bit higher. I think he'll yeah, be he will. a second round pick for sure. But I mean, dude, even Sean Tucker, if you want somebody that's going to be like a true one-two down type of guy that has the explosiveness to his game. You have Tajay Spears as well. Kendra Miller coming off of that injury for TCU. He'll be roaring and ready to go. This pick, to me, Lou, is the wild card. I, I really don't know where you go because you prioritize yeah, you could say, offensive line you could say and D-line on day one. Edge. Right, exactly, because they've yeah. done that before. They've done that in the late third. They've gone corner with uh, your boy Rasul Douglas, these comp pick type of territory mm -hmm. picks. That's where they really open up the playbook and say, right now we're going to draft the best player on our board. And what is it going to be? Would it be another lineman? I think it could be. I think playmaker is a, a real big thing that they could add to this offense as well. And edge rushers, this defensive line class is just insane in my opinion. Yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely torn on this pick. There's just, you could really justify a number of positions. I really like the two receivers that are there, Gino. Uh, Nate Dell from Houston and Michael Wilson mm -hmm. from Stanford. Kind of pick your poison too. Wilson's more of a short area explosive route runner with you know that kind of separation. Dell's more of the burner type, um, like Quez Watkins. I know they could go. I think linebacker, they're going to sign a veteran. I think the other parts of the line, they can be okay until later on. And maybe next year when you have all those premier assets, that's when you dive back in. When your veterans are another year older, I'm going to go receiver. I'm going to take Nate Dell. I think the value there in the third round is really good. Nathaniel Dell is going to be flying up draft boards on many mock yeah. drafts. I, know I don't even know if he'll be available at that pick. That's what I'm thinking. Draft. With wide receiver, how much it's valued over the last couple of years, Lou. I, I believe that that position out of all the offensive positions, because running back, there's so many of them. You could get them late. You could even get them in UDFA territory. Tight end is so deep, but wide receiver, if you know that a guy is going to be a guy, teams will take that chance and trade up and go get that respective individual. For sure. So we took a defensive tackle, a corner, safety, and receiver. Skill, positions, skill positions galore in the second mock draft Monday. We've got our final two picks coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. Before we get to the final two picks of this mock draft Monday, we have a message from our friends over at the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network and the Lockdown Eagles Podcast FanDuel. The NCAA tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Lou, they gave us a $5 bonus bet to bet on basketball. And you know what I did? I didn't put it 
on Farley Dickinson. No, I didn't do that. I bet against Virginia. <laughs> that would have been bold. I think, I think Virginia is one of those teams that's always overrated. I won some money with that, and you can win some money with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So what do you do to go and get that? Well, you go to FanDuel.com on your computer or download the FanDuel app, and FanDuel.com slash lockdown will take you to your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets, and that could be on anything, on the NCAA tournament, NBA, NFL draft, even you know we will have some picks for that as well. The NFL season will be back, so make sure you get in plenty of time before the action. You could bet parlays, same game parlays, player points, rebounds, assists. It goes on and on. You could really be on FanDuel forever. The official sports book of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Eagles fans, we are wrapping up this Monday edition of Lockdown Eagles. It's Mock Draft Monday. We have two picks remaining here, Gino, on the show. So we took Kalijah Cansey from Pittsburgh at 10. At 30, we took Emmanuel Forbes. So we went defensive tackle and corner. We took a safety in the second round, Sidney Brown of Illinois. Then we went receiver, Nate Dell of Houston, in round three. So we have two more seventh-round picks. And as you mentioned in segment two, you could justify a lot of positions, linebacker, guard, tackle, edge rusher. Um, you could take a running back with now Miles Sanders in Carolina. You got Rashad Penny, but he's got injury concerns. How much of a bigger load can Kenny G take on? So there's a lot to take a look at here. And Gino, you have this pick. What are you thinking? I'm thinking they might take a Kyron Johnson man. approach. Yeah, you could go quarterback, but <laughs> maybe add another traitsy type of edge rusher that you can add as a special teams player and eventually maybe hit big on a player like that and look down the list nick hampton out of appalachian state i know daniel jeremiah absolutely love him yeah ikenna and Achukwu out of rice as well he had a great circuit there i don't know if i like any of these guys in particular i think a lot of them yeah. had went off the board up until this point let's go to running back lou i think that's sure. a potential position that you could look at as well ooh yes okay now now we're cooking you have muhammad ibrahim out of minnesota who I believe should be way higher than a seventh round pick injury history. will keep him out of there as well as Travis Dye, former Oregon duck Cameron peoples out of Appalachian state, Tavian Thomas out of Utah. If you want an H back, which I believe the Eagles should instill an H back into this offense, Lou, you want to talk about a guy who will fill multiple needs as a potential blocking tight end and a blocking H back who has some juice on offense as well. We're going with Hunter Lepke, wow. fullback wow. slash H-back slash running back out of North Dakota State. If you want to continue to open up this playbook, continue to add chess pieces. You look at what San Francisco does with their H-back and Kyle Juszczyk. That is the one piece of an offense I think the Eagles are missing. And Lepke, if you've never seen this kid play, he is a horse. He is impossible to take down. He does everything for the team. And unlike the last guy they took from North Dakota State, this guy loves football and loves to make people miss their tackles by just blowing them out of the play and letting their running back succeed. What a way to keep Rashad Penny healthy yeah. than to have somebody in front of him that could take on those first hits. 
Yeah, Gino, I like that. It's creative and it's true. The Eagles like to have these different chess pieces and be able to do everything in this offense. And especially with a team that's very power run centric, especially when you get into the red zone and they do so many creative things. I think that actually makes a lot of sense in this backfield, which, you know, it's going in a different direction. You don't just have one bell cow. You got guys that can do Mm -hmm. a little bit of everything. Each guy has a different role. So I think that makes a lot of sense. We've got one more pick here, and Gina, we haven't taken an offensive lineman yet. They definitely need more depth. So the only starting spot that's open is right guard, now that Isaac Samalu is in Pittsburgh. But you do have some options. You have Cam Jurgens, you have Jack Driscoll. When it comes to the depth, it's just really those two guys right now, and you re-sign Brett Tuff, but the tackle depth doesn't look great. Andre Dillard's gone. You look at the interior, again, it's like Jurgens and Driscoll. So they got to definitely bulk up, and I like the idea of a developmental seventh round pick here. You're not going to find probably another Jordan Maialata, but you know, Jeff Stoutland, when he gets his hand on these young raw players, he can definitely elevate them. That's what you would believe the Eagles would continue to do. If they have a guy that they like in size, they like in athleticism. I think the Jordan Maialata approach to taking players towards the back half of the draft. I think the Prince Tega Winogo pick, which was the only guy in that class to not make the roster was made in the right vein. Oh, I take the logic was great. I I thought he was a second, third round pick just with injury concerns. You you bet on traits, you bet on athleticism, you bet on productivity. I think that the idea was there. They just missed on the pick. And I think they continue to go down that route. They're going to go offensive line, in my opinion. Like you said, you lose Isaac Sayamalu. You don't really have a swing tackle anymore. Andre Dillard is gone. You're going to have to draft depth. Yeah. You're going to have to find a way. And I could see them even adding another guy late into free agency that hasn't made its way onto a roster like a Clark type of signing. Yeah, so I'm going to take the top tackle on the board, Boise State tackle John Ajuku, and just you got to add some trench play here to round up the draft. This was more of a skill position focused draft. We wanted to, you know, add pieces to the secondary, which lost two safeties. You need long term cornerback help still. You got your defensive tackle early on, but we wanted to go receiver, take a running back as well. And, you know, Gino, this draft is about quality over quantity. Next year, when a lot of these veterans are that you're running it back with are even older, some might not be on the team anymore. That's when, and you'll have a better answer of who Cam Jurgens is, where Jason Kelsey is going to be, how did Jordan Davis and Milton Williams do next year? Is Brandon Graham gone? Mm-hmm. You'll have more answers and then more draft picks to really dive into the trenches. I totally agree, and you still have Lane Johnson, who I believe should play at least three more years, in my opinion. The and way he's playing, I wouldn't stop. <laughs> you will continue to draft offensive line depth. That's something they will do. If they really love Peter Skronsky or one of those guys at the top, I mean, don't bet yeah, yeah. an eye if they do take they one took of those Osiris guys. Torrance at 30, I wouldn't bet an eye either. Wouldn't be shocked either, man. They really like to protect what is going to be their next big investment. That is quarterback. And even when they had invested less that quarterback, Lou, the offensive line has always been great. Even going through those early 2010 years, the Evan Mathises of the world, you forget about guys like that, that were playing at high levels because the Eagles will continue to draft these guys every single year. They're going to draft multiple or get multiple undrafted free agents. And there's still plenty of guys out there on the market that are veterans that will want a home being a deaf type of player. And Jeff Stoutland, if he's got an eye for it, he'll go and find it. That's for sure. For sure. Gino, free agency is still going though. We've got 
a Jalen Hurts contract that could drop mm-hmm. at any point. Still need some help at linebackers, safety, wide receiver. Who knows what could happen still? We've got you covered Monday through Friday right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get the show in audio form. We're always talking birds on Twitter. Let us know how you think we did on this mock draft at Locked On Birds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DBLCLOE. Thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen every day. Make sure you're now your second listen is the new Locked On NFL Scouting with the draft dudes from Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening, and let's go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.